we're at that point. 20 years into the Fast and Furious saga, and we're at that point. Fast and Furious in space. Hello guys, welcome back to the TMR podcast. We are back and we are reviewing one of my most anticipated movies of the year for all the wrong reasons, Fast and Furious 9 or Fast 9 the Furious Saga or Fast Saga, I don't know what the hell they call it. Um, it's directed by Justin Lin. It stars Vin Diesel, John Cena, Michelle Rodriguez and many, many more. Uh, the film is about Dom's brother, Jacob who sort of comes out of hiding after literally nine movies to, uh, you know, go after his brother, I guess, with the help of Cypher, uh, which is basically Charlize Theron with the most awful haircut in the world. <laughs> How do I summarize this film? <laughs> Fast and Furious is actually a bit of a curious one for me because I actually didn't like the first three films. Fast and Furious one for me was average at best. I knew it was about street racing and I, was, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't into cars or everything all too much. Fast and Furious 2 I saw in theaters, the one without Vin Diesel, the one just Paul Walker and uh, Terry Skipson, I believe. I think that was decent. Um, wasn't too much of a fan. I hated Tokyo Drift. I absolutely hated that. Um, just awful everything. And I actually became a fan of it in episode four, Fast and Furious. And then a big fan of it in Fast Five, because I sort of thought that they knew what they were going to become, which is just basically these big, silly summer blockbuster movies, because it's basically he's robbing a bank with a bunch of cars. I, I enjoyed that one a lot with the whole crew dynamic, with the whole uh, team dynamic. Back when family wasn't overused, um, <laughs> I liked Five. Six was also decent because they sort of still continue with the whole international mission thing uh seven was a bit you know it started to get on my on my buttons again it started pushing my buttons quite a lot with all the crazy you know dom coming back to life with the power of love thing or just so much more in that movie that i couldn't believe eight was pushing my limits with the whole fight at the submarine at the end where the rock just turns away a missile with his bare hands or the fact that vin diesel uses a car door to stop missile and he doesn't get hurt in the slightest and fast nine we just had we just had to go there didn't we in fast eight a lot of a lot of my friends and i were theorizing that how far how much further can the fast and furious franchise go because you have racing in i don't know where the hell they were in the ice we actually made a bet that the next one would actually take us to space and they actually went there. They actually went to space with the power of family. <laughs> That's insane. Okay. Um, without further ado, let's just get into the whole thing. I'm still laughing at that. Um, okay. The positives. Positives, positive, positives. Where to start from that? Look, I've never done this before in any of my reviews so far, but actually I'm going to start now. My first positive is that this film is so bad, it's actually kind of funny. When you watch it with a group of friends or watch it when you're drunk, when you're high, 
when you're whatever, you're going to have the time of your absolute life watching it. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, half the things that happened in this film just, it's, it defies human physics, biology, every, everything under the blue sky. And it's absolutely a joy to watch if you're not taking it seriously. Um, I did have a blast with it. I was laughing from beginning to end. Um, and okay, on a serious note, the one thing that I did somewhat enjoy from this film was Roman and Tej, who are played by uh, Ludacris and Tyrese Gibson. I think that they're always the cartoon—not cartoon—they're they're always the comic, comedic relief of every Fast and Furious film. Uh, but and in this one, they—they they are still. Uh, there's a joke that Tyrese keeps playing around, which is the whole thing that they are sort of invincible and everything. And yeah, it's a good jab at the films, but it doesn't matter when you still take yourself so seriously the way this film does. So basically, there's still somewhat the best parts about the film, but they are toned down quite a lot. A lot of their jokes also didn't land very well. Um, okay, aside from that, I couldn't think of anything else. So here come the multitude of negatives that we're about to see. Um, okay, first off, I understand it's a silly blockbuster action summer flick. I understand that this film is made for a lot of people who, you know, don't want to go into the movie with too much thinking or turn their brain on. But come on, there are there are moments in this film where they just insult your intelligence, man. Um, it's con it continuously unrealistic to the point where you actually have to laugh at some points. Um, okay, the whole cars in space thing. Okay, before before anything else, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start with oops, uh, my camera, my, not my camera, my microphone almost fell, but with the power of family, it managed to come back in one piece. Okay, continuing on from that. Uh, okay, before anything else, I'm just gonna warn. I'm gonna talk about spoilers from now on because I can't talk about this film or the negatives of this film without spoiling anything. So spoiler alert right now. Basically, okay, the first thing, cars in space, man. It's, it's been a thing ever since this movie got released internationally. Um, people, people were talking about it quite a lot because everyone was sort of joking about it in Fast 8. No one would actually believe that they'd go into space in episode 9 and take the memes too seriously. Um, yeah, that scene was a bit... Crazy, and then he, they did try to, you know, insert a bit of emotion in there, but we weren't buying it because the whole thing of the car in space and the fact that it, it didn't just blow up. <laughs> I, I'm just laughing thinking about it, really. Um, and the fact that the, the, the car itself can withstand uh, going through a space station without, without uh, you know, blowing up. I have nothing to say. <laughs> okay. Um, another thing that's more, I think, okay, acting related. Look, what drew me into Fast and Furious 5 was The Rock, I guess. Um, he was one of the most, one of the most entertaining characters in the film. And I feel that uh, he was missed in this film quite a lot because we had him in 5, 6, 7, and 8. And he's always the best part about it. I guess Vin didn't like that too much. So they had a falling out. They did 
Uh, Rock did Hobbs and Shaw with Jason Statham and Vin stayed with his familia over here. But unfortunately for Vin, his familia or him aren't entertaining enough for us to keep us invested. And the weird thing is they did cast John Cena and John Cena is usually a very entertaining person. You saw him in quite a few comedy films ever since his WWE days, you know, died down. I, he's still wrestling now, probably do, 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 the whole, you know, trumpets thing. But um, uh, he is a somewhat charismatic person and he's actually a very good comedic actor. And the fact that he's very toned down, very serious, very, you know, wasted in this film really bugs me because you do have a star on your hands, but you make him play this bland one expression, you know, that one sad, angry emoji. That's John Cena throughout this entire film. Um, yeah, he was really wasted. And I don't I don't think that was that did the film any favors, especially if you're going to keep bringing WWE superstars into into the Fast and Furious franchise. Okay. Other, aside from that, there are a lot of complete convenient points that are way too unbelievable. People get tackled from buildings and they fall into cars at the right moments. They jump from car to car like it's Mario. Um, Han's back. Yeah, yeah, Han's back. And I don't know why he's back, but he's back. So, yeah, good for him. Good for fans of Han. Justice for Han, I guess. But no one, no one really cares. Uh, well, okay. No, no, I'm, I'm being harsh. People do care about Han, but... Um, the explanation behind his survival, I don't really get it. I don't really get it at all. Um, it's explained that the fact that Jason Statham destroyed... It's, it's, it's explained in Fast and Furious 6 that Jason Statham is the one who killed Han. But um, in this one, it's explained that the car that he was in, he was never in. I, I don't actually get it. So um, can... Can Mr. Nobody pr project now? Is he is he Loki? Is he Doctor Strange? Like like what's happening? Is the Fast and Furious franchise going on to magic now? What what's going on? Okay. Anyways, one more thing that I found pretty bad about the film was that it's, it's extremely predictable and it follows the same Fast and Furious formula that it that I haven't been liking for the past two films. Um, Vin Diesel is borderline invincible in this film. Look, Hobbs and Shaw literally went out of their way to explain that the, there are super robots or humans in this in the Fast and Furious universe. But this one, Vin is just, I guess, it's through the power of Familia and his cross. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just don't buy it. And then the whole flashback thing where... Um, young Dom and Young Jacob, just ex um, the casting between that is just so weird because they look nothing like John Cena or Vin Diesel. This film just, it just blows my mind. It, it actually does. I'm, I'm actually speechless. Uh, it's, it's hard to do, but I'm actually speechless. At the end of the day, guys, um, in conclusion, this film... From a from a from an entertainment standpoint, you're gonna have a blast with it because it's hilarious um, in a bad way. But if we're talking in a film sense and a technical sense, you know, plot, script, everything, it's horrible. 
It's absolutely horrible. One of the worst films I've seen this year and easily the worst Fast and Furious franchise I've ever seen. Um, you know, if I were Vin or if I were Universal, I would have toned this episode way down. And if they are intending to make 10 and 11, they have to tone that down. They cannot top going to space. I don't think we're going to see them on the moon. But, you know, when I say this, I mean, in two, three years, we're definitely going to see them racing on the moon. So all in all, guys, I'm going to give this film a four out of ten. Sorry, no, scratch that. I'm going to give it three out of ten. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for listening. And please subscribe if you haven't already. And I'll see you in the next episode.